Hi, I'm Nancy Dufresne. Welcome to our podcast channel. We know you'll be blessed by today's message. We're so glad you've joined us today for Jesus the Healer. For the last several episodes, we've been teaching on how to receive a miracle. Did you know that you can decide whether or not you receive a miracle? Because God is not the one who decides that. The Word is the one that has shown us the principles and the steps to take that if we will do what the Word says, we will get what the Word offers. And I tell you what, God is not looking to withhold miracles from anyone. And in your life, whether you're a child of God or not, you're going to need a miracle. And so we can find in the Word what the Word says about our part to receiving a miracle because so much of religion and wrong teaching gives the idea that it's up to God whether or not we get a miracle. Well, yes, it is by his power, but he's not looking to withhold that power. He's looking to bring that power into every single need. He wants us to have the miracles that we need. And so we have to learn how to cooperate with him because every time you see someone in the word receiving a miracle, God gave that person something to obey. He gave them something to do. In Jesus's earthly ministry, he told the people who received healing miracles, he gave them something to obey and something to act on. And as they did, power met their obedience. When we obey God, When we release our faith, we open the door for God to work. When we fail to obey God, we close the door to God's power being able to reach our need. So we we have to make sure that we understand uh, that we have a part to play. So I want us to look at something, and I'm going to preach a sermon here, and the sermon is called this, Show Up for Your Miracle. (laughs) Show up for it. Sometimes people don't receive simply because they don't show up with their faith. And so I want us to read something. Let's go to John chapter two. We've been reading this passage in the previous episodes and we're going to again read it. Verse one, John chapter two, verse one through five. It says, and the third day there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee and the mother of Jesus was there. And both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. And when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus said unto him, they have no wine. And Jesus said unto her, woman, what have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. His mother said unto the servants, whatsoever he says to you, do it. So she gives us in this phrase, the principles laid out how to receive a miracle whatsoever. He says to you, do it, whether it makes sense or not, whether it's convenient or not, whether you like it or not, whether you prefer that or not, whatsoever he says to you, do it. And when we need a miracle, God gives us something to obey because our obedience ushers him into our situation. Why? Because God's not like the devil. He's not going to force. He's not going to make. He's not going to drive people. He will only come in at invitation. And our faith, obeying what he says, is his invitation. Faith invites him in. Our obedience is our faith. And so that invites him in. So God gives us something to obey. Years ago, we have uh, had our church now for 30 years or so. And, um, 
years ago, there was a man who came into our church and he had a, his immune disease, his, he had a, a disease with his immune system. And so his immune system had shut down as a result. He had cancer and he had tuberculosis. So he had a death sentence over his head. He was, he was really given only days to live. He was on a feeding tube. He was not able to eat any food. He was not able to drink any liquids. He was in a wheelchair. Uh, he was completely, uh, he was completely incapacitated. So his family that had, that had been part of our church, and really he had been part of our church years and years ago for a short time and left. And then he comes back and he's in this condition. And so uh, his family brought him to a Sunday service. My husband laid hands on him and ministered healing power to him. My husband knew that that healing anointing went into him. He could tangibly feel it go into him. And my husband knew by the Spirit of God that that healing power was working. Listen, when someone lays hands on you or when they pray for you and faith is released, healing always begins. A miracle always begins. Whether it's instantaneous or not is not the important thing. It always begins. And so my husband recognized that power went into him. And at that time, we had a Friday night miracle service. And my husband said to him, and he said this by the Spirit of God, meaning God told my husband to give this man this instruction. This isn't just something my husband made up. It's something that God instructed my husband to say to him. And he said, you come back to the Friday night miracle service this Friday and you testify to your healing. Well, that was his act of obedience that he's to fulfill. So this was on a Sunday that my husband prayed for him. On a Monday morning, the family called and they said, the nurse has taken out the feeding tube. He is eating for the first time in months. He is drinking for the first time in months. He's off the oxygen tank. He no longer needs the oxygen tank. He is up and out of the wheelchair. He is walking around. So he is doing the impossible. What's that mean? A miracle has begun. It's working in him. So this is where many people miss it. They think all miracles are instantaneous. Like you have full strength, all symptoms gone at once. That may happen, but don't limit God. So if you just get better, rejoice over the getting better, because as you continue to rejoice, the power will continue working. So here it was less than 24 hours later, this man's condition has completely turned around. He told his family, he said, now Dr. Dufresne said to me that I need to come to the Friday night miracle service and testify to what God is doing. See, God never gives us something hard. That's not hard. That's not hard. But his family who had not been on a feeding tube, who had not been on oxygen, who had not been confined to a wheelchair, said this to him. Well, you know, the doctor did say, the medical doctor did say that if you go outside, you could catch pneumonia. So they talked him out of coming because they made him afraid of catching pneumonia. Now, my question is this. If you got terminal cancer, tuberculosis, what is pneumonia to you? 
He did not show up Friday. Why? He did not obey. Remember what we read, Mary said to the servants, whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. Don't do it halfway. Don't do it for a little while and then stop. Do it and keep doing it. What act of obedience did God give this man? Show up Friday night and tell the people what God has done for you. He didn't do it. A week later, I performed his funeral. Didn't have to. I could have heard his testimony. But he didn't show up. Because well-meaning loved ones, they meant well, but they didn't think right. Just because someone loves you doesn't mean they're right. And I'm not diminishing your loved ones. I'm just saying when God has said something to you, whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. Amen. Amen. So how many times Christian miss, Christians miss this miracle for one thing, they don't show up. They don't show up. Now you'll remember there was a, a military man named Naaman in the Old Testament. Second Kings chapter 5 tells the story. And for time's sake, I'll just tell it to you. Naaman was a leading man in the military, highly regarded and honored among his own people. He was not a Jew. He was a leper. And this little Jewish maid had been carried into captivity by his, by his nation. And she was serving this man, Naaman. And she said, there is a prophet. If you were only in my land, my homeland, there's a prophet there that you could be healed under his ministry. So to make a long story short, he ends up at the prophet's house. Naaman goes with an entourage because he's an important man. He goes to the prophet's house. The prophet knows he's there, does not even come out of his house to greet him. He sends word to Naaman and so says, go dip seven times in a river in the Jordan River. Well, Naaman has a servant come out of Elijah's house and tell him to dip in a certain river. Well, it was a river of Israel. And he was upset because he said this, I thought for sure the man of God would come out, strike the place of leprosy with his hand and pray. But see, the man didn't do anything of what Naaman instructed God to do. (laughs) In other words, God's not following our instruction. Your miracle will not come because you instructed God. Your miracle will come because he instructed you. (laughs) Amen. So Naaman basically said, I'm not doing it. I'm not going to go into that river, Jordan. It's dirty. I'm not going in there, and I'm not going to dip seven times. And one of his servants that was so kind to him said, if the prophet would have asked you to do something hard, you would have done it because you're a man of honor. But he didn't ask you to do anything hard. He asked you to do something easy. How much more since it's easy that you should do it? So he does it. (laughs) 
and he comes up cleansed. If he hadn't have had people around him encouraging him to do what the man of God said, he would have lost his miracle. Now notice this. Naaman was insulted. He was insulted, number one, that he did not get personal attention from the prophet. He didn't like the prophet sending out a servant to him. You got to get rid of pride if you want miracles. You can't hold on to this is my pride. You're not going to do this to me. You're not. You've got to get rid of any personal insult by not being ministered to the way you wanted to be ministered to. So he, he was insulted by not getting personal attention. The next thing he was insulted by was the location. Why should I go to Jordan? There are better rivers in my ta- in my in my country. It doesn't matter that there's better rivers. There may be better rivers, but you have to go where God told you to go. Well, I like this church. I'm not I'm going to go to this church. Is that where God told you to go? Well, they got water in this river just like that river. Yeah, but is that where God told you to go? They preach the Bible just like they do in this church over here. But is that where God told you to go? Just do what he said. Your miracle is connected with what he said and not with what you counseled God to do. We try to help God and he doesn't need our help. We need his help. Amen. Amen. So he was insulted by not getting personal attention. He was insulted by being sent to a location that he thought was not worthy of him. And the third thing he was insulted by was the ease of the instruction. It wasn't noble enough for him. Thank God God gives us something easy to obey. Jesus did the hard part. Jesus paid the price for sin, sickness, poverty. He paid the price for your mental well-being. He paid the price for your victory. All he ever gives us is easy. Easy. Well, I don't think it's easy. That's because you decided it wasn't. He wants us to have his help so bad he only gives us the easy part. And he gave Jesus the hard part. He almost missed his miracle because he almost didn't show up where he was supposed to be. Now, let's look at Abraham. God had given him a son. It was a miracle that he even had a son. God said, I want you to offer that son to me as a sacrifice. And he said, go into, go into the land of Moriah. And he said, uh, then offer him for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell thee of. So Abraham does that. He's journeying several days to get to where he's to be. There are other mountains on the way. He didn't just say, well, this one's closer to home. Why do I, why can't I just go to this one? Or this one's, this one's over here by some relatives. Why can't I just go to this one? Go to the mountain he told him to be. Why? Because when he got there and he got ready to offer up his son, an angel of the Lord spoke and said, don't kill him. God was seeing, will you obey? And he just saw, he didn't have to complete it to know his intent. God knew his intent by his obedience. 
And so God said, you don't have to do that. Why? Because this was a, this was a foreshadowing that God was going to give his son so that Abraham didn't have to give his son. God was going to give his own son. But the angel that was at that mountain spoke and said, don't kill him. So then he turns around and he sees a ram that's caught in the thicket. So instead, he captures the ram, the ram and he offers him up as a burnt sacrifice. What if Abraham would have decided to go to any old mountain? No angels there and no ram is held in the thicket there. His son would have died if he would have gone to the wrong mountain. It matters. Our obedience is connected to other people's lives. Other people will feel the effects of our obedience. And other people, loved ones and family members, will also feel the effects of our disobedience. Amen. What about God had told his people, there's a land when he delivered them out of Egypt, there's a land that I have for you. It's a promised land. It's a land that flows with milk and honey. And so they send spies to go spy out the land. And uh, there were 10 spies who came back with an evil report. They said, there's giants in the land. We're grasshoppers in our sight. So we were in theirs. We can't do it. But Caleb and Joshua said, we're well able. Let us go up at once. Let us go up at once and take it. And they went with the report of the unbelievers. They did not go up. And for 40 years, they could have dwelt in their own land, but they didn't because of one reason. They didn't show up. They didn't show up. If they would have just shown up, if they would have just shown up, I want you to know your miracle is just as easy as you showing up. Where where's God tell you to be? What's God tell you to do? Show up for that. Amen. There were 10 lepers that from a distance, they saw Jesus and they cried out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on us. Now they're not allowed to be around the rest of society. So Jesus calls to them from a distance and says, go show yourself to the priest. Why? Because the priest is the one that would uh, diagnose whether they were had leprosy or didn't have a leprosy. So you had to get approval back from the priest to even enter society again. So he says, go show yourself to the priest. And the Bible said, as they went, they were healed. So notice this. As they followed what he said to do, whatever he says to do. Now see, to go on the way to the priest, they're going to have to get back into society. They're going to have to enter where people are because the temple is not in a wilderness place. It's in the middle of the community. So they, well, he says, do it. Whatsoever he says, let's just do it. And because they obeyed him, the word says they were cleansed. That means the process of leprosy was stopped. One who was a Samaritan, he wasn't even a Jew, said when he saw that he was cleansed, it says he with a loud voice turned back and glorified God. He went back to where Jesus was. He fell down at his feet and he worshiped him. And Jesus said, where are the nine? There were 10 cleansed. Where are the nine? Meaning Jesus expects us to show proper gratitude. He expects us to show back up and be grateful. Praise and worshiping God is showing gratitude. That's why it's to be a flow of our life because we're to live grateful. 
So the word says that uh, Jesus said, where are the nine? They, they have not returned, save this stranger. And then he says to this one who returned, he says, your faith has made you whole. Now see, to the nine, they were cleansed, but this one was made whole. What's that mean? Body parts put back. What the leprosy ate off. See, the others just had that process of leprosy stopped. But this one was made whole, body parts put back. So Jesus said, your faith made you whole. What did the man do? He worshiped. Worship is faith. Praising God is an act of faith. It's the highest flow of faith. Now, why was Jesus so disappointed that the nine didn't return? See, they showed up once, right? And they got instruction from him that brought about their healing. But this one showed up twice and he got more. Okay, let me just tell you. Don't just show up once at church. Don't just show up. Every time you show up, God has something more. Every time you show up. Why are some marriages and families in such turmoil? They're not showing up enough. They're not showing up enough at their church. They're not showing up enough at their pastor. They don't, they don't even recognize what a local church means to their life. It's a place where God has an appointment with you through the pastor. Find a church that teaches the word of God and show up. The man who showed up the second time got more. Now you have to wonder, see, now they're all buddies. They've been living together. I wonder what the nine said the next time they saw the one. What happened to you? You got your fingers back. You got your facial features back. You got your toes back. What happened to you? I showed up again. You can't get all God has for you showing up one time. You can't. You've got to keep showing up and keep showing up and keep showing up and keep showing up, showing up at church, showing up to pray, showing up to feed on the word, showing up to confess the word. You've got to keep showing up. Why? Because all God has is so rich that one day can't contain it. The Bible says he loads us daily with benefits. Why is that? Because one day can't contain all the benefits. So every day has new benefits. This man showed up to worship and he got more and more and more. That's why you don't want to just show up at church once and get your healing and then not show up again. Because there's something you're going to lose. Listen, it's not, thank God for healing, but the best thing you can have is for your spiritual life to develop, your faith to grow, your faith to develop, the character of Christ to begin taking dominance in you. And that happens because you show up and you show up and you show up and you never get tired of showing up because you know my miracle is in me showing up. Amen. What about the woman with the issue of blood? You know why she was healed? She showed up. She showed up for 12 years. She suffered with a flow of blood. The Bible says that she suffered things of many physicians. So it wasn't just her condition that brought her suffering. It was sitting under different medical things. And the medical problem, the medical industry is not the problem. They were trying to help her. But all, man, all man's help only made things worse. 
That doesn't mean that medical is bad. It just means that there are some things that only God can do. And so notice, Jesus did not in his earthly ministry go door to door and say, Knock, knock, knock. Anybody here need healing? Knock, knock, knock. Anybody here need healing? Knock, knock, knock. No, they all had to get up and get out of their house and come show up where he was. It would have been easy for this woman who would have been so weak just to stay at home, stay in bed, but she showed up. She got up, she got dressed, she got out of the house. She had to go find Jesus. You don't know how far he was from her home before she found him. And then when she got there, there's a multitude around him. She's got to press through the multitude. She showed up. Your miracle calls for you to show up. Now, it matters how you show up. Because you can show up in church service and be mad. (laughs) You can show up for church service and not be expecting anything. You can show up watching this broadcast and not even bring your faith and it won't, it won't do you any good. How do you show up? You have to show up expecting. Show up expecting. Show up hungry. Hungry for God. Hungry for the Word. Hungry for change. Not wanting to stay the same way, but hungry for change. Listen, it's not what you're doing right that's hurting your life. It's what we do wrong that hurts our life. So we want to change those things. And when we go to church, we find out changes by the word that we need to make. When we read the word, we find out changes we need to make. Show up for that change. Make the changes. Amen. God has help and miracles for us, but we have to show up. Uh, That means we have to initiate some things. Many times people are waiting for God to initiate their miracle. And I'm just saying, you have to initiate your miracle. The woman with the issue of blood didn't sit at home and say, well, if Jesus wants me healed, he'll come to my house. He didn't do that. He had, they had to show they were hungry and get up out of their, out of their hard place. They had to inconvenience themselves to get up and go where he was and show up and then show up expecting something because there's a lot that showed up and followed him around and didn't get anything. There was a lot of religious leaders that followed him around, but they didn't get anything. Why? Because they weren't expecting. So show up expecting something. So for those of you that are watching, those of us that are sitting here, we're expecting with you, no matter what your need, what your miracle, we release our faith for you. And we say, Satan, you take your hand off their life in Jesus name. The word tells us that whatsoever we bind shall be bound. Whatsoever we loose shall be loose. So we bind the the enemy off your life. We bind the enemy off your mind, off your body, off your finances, off your marriage, off your family, off your business. And we loose the power of God. We loose the ability of God, the miracle working power of God. And we say for your body to be whole from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. We say for your mind to be healthy and clear and sound. We say for your home to be restored. All you have to do is say, I receive it. I receive it. I receive it, Jesus. And I expect your power that's working in me to work my miracle in Jesus name. Amen. Hallelujah. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, become a partner, or visit our online store. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries.